Peace, true tribe. If you're true tribe, peace, welcome back. If you are new to my channel, I'm author, counselor, and coach Zara Hairston, helping you remember that love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. If you saw the video that I put up, um, I think it was scheduled to release on Monday. It was sharing that I was in a coaching session and we kind of hit a roadblock, um, few bumps, and that sometimes happens um, in sessions. Peace to Kia G. I have not seen your name. Well, I ain't been live in a while either, so I guess that would be why, but peace to Kia G. Um, but we hit a roadblock in our session, and I want to tell you, you've seen this person before and um our communication and dialogue and energy a lot of y'all said i really loved it um and some people still when i do drop-in sessions they still talk about that live and the conversation and the transparency and this live is going to be way more personal i know you thought that one was personal especially dealing with parents but this live is really near and dear to my heart because the last time you saw this person um she was completely different she was on the verge of transformation but now she is like right like two steps away from her life literally being changed forever and i'm like so proud of her I don't know if she can see it as clearly as I can because she's inside of the process still right now. But being on the outside of the process, looking in, I can see where she is. And she's like right there. And we hit a roadblock in our session because we're at this phase where we're going to start hitting some targets, right? Normally, we do one to three targets. And um, she couldn't get past it. It was like we just we couldn't get past something there was some issue there peace tiffany moore um there was some issue going on there and i don't know if you've ever been in your life feeling <sighs> i'm gonna get emotional because i'm so y'all don't know the sessions we've been in you don't know um i just remember her energy when i first um met her she showed up to a um I'm crying already. I shouldn't be crying. But I'm so proud of her because her life is, is um, she's like two steps from freedom from such bondage mentally and spiritually in her life. And um, she's been through so much to the point where she didn't even know it was toxic. Y'all, she was like, wait, that was abuse? Wait, that was toxic? Like, is it? I wouldn't call it that. And I'm like, okay, so let's talk. And um, we work through helping her shift her mindset to really face and confront things for what they truly were and being able to break down so many strongholds in her thinking to the point where now she sees it clearly. Peace, Courtney Taylor. Thank you for joining us. Um, now she sees these things peace i'm trying to say peace to y'all peace fantasia um she sees these things and i want you to have a live testimony of someone who proves that the most highest word is true 
there is always, always a way of escape. I don't know what you're facing right now. I want you to think about what you're personally dealing with right now in your personal life where you feel that there is no way out of that situation. It could be a way of thinking. It could be a relationship that is toxic. It could be a job. It could be environmentally, geographically where you are, where you live and you feel like there's just no way out of this. I want you to stop agreeing with the enemy and start agreeing with the most high because he says there's always a way of escape. He says that nothing can overtake you to the point of you being indefinitely and forever trapped. It all starts right here. As you think, so you are. That's what the word says, okay? And so it is always my uh, choice of activities to use live testimony or live experiences, whether it's my own or someone else's. And so I'm going to bring our guest on today. We're going to walk through the process um, that we've gone through together so far. I'm going to share with you one of the activities that she did. I found incredibly creative. It may not make total sense to you at first, but when we talk more about her story, and she explains it, it will. And I wanted to inspire you to do something about your situation that you feel stuck in. Um, oh, girl, we're gonna be crying all through this daggone live because y'all don't understand. Y'all wasn't there. I was there. I was there every week faithfully showing up and um, to see the work that she put in despite many obstacles in front of her is um, just why is why I do this. It's it's the reason for it. So I'm gonna bring her on. I see her backstage. Hold on, y'all. Give me a minute. Peace. Peace, family, peace, family, pride, pride. So we got Loretta back, y'all. Did y'all know it was gonna be Loretta? Or did y'all not know? I don't know if y'all saw Loretta's Truth Tribe Challenge, but we did a Truth Tribe Challenge and she was, um, she felt the most high wanted her to confront her mom about um, some sexual things that happened to her yeah. that at first her mother said didn't happen. And um, she used the Truth Tribe Challenge steps, confronted her again, and it came, it went a totally different way. So before we get into this live, share how everything's going with your mom since then. What, oh, what has wow. it been like? Did it, did it revert? Is it getting better? Like, how's it been? The relationship, the relationship has, has like, like grown. grown. I mean, to the point now where she calls me up and she's like, how are you feeling today? You know, and that conversation really opened up dialogue between the two of us. Where we can begin, to, we share can begin to share our feelings, our feelings. And, and um i set clear I boundaries set clear boundaries she respects them and um the relationship has grown relationship has grown let me ask you if you hadn't taken that challenge and been obedient to the prompting of the most high in choosing her because in true trap challenge I'm constantly telling people, make sure you're seeking the most high because there are some people we should not go to. We should not confront. It's like casting your pearls before a swine. 
then there are people we're supposed to confront even though they are not going to repent, but it's yeah. for us to yeah. do. It can go so many different ways. So it's like really important that we are seeking the most high. But if you have been disobedient and you did not <laughs> follow that prompting, how do you think the relationship would be today? How do you think life would have played out for you right now? Um, I really, um, I, really I, believe, I, I believe, honestly, honestly, I would have carried a lot of anger, carried a lot of anger, a lot of resentment, lot still, of resentment still towards her, okay. towards her um, which um, would would have resulted in me treating her, treating her um, differently, um, differently than the way, than the way I, treat I treat her now. Um, um also, also, I believe that I believe she would that continue she to go on to overstep boundaries. Um, and just, and just it, not having that conversation really just separated the two of us. Like it really separated us. We didn't really have an understanding of each other. And so now with that, um, having that conversation, you know, we understand each other. Like she's, she, she makes sure she checks in. I make sure I check in with her, you know, how I'm feeling. And sometimes she still continues to apologize. And I told her, you know, <laughs> you don't have to keep apologizing. One time is good enough. But, um, um, she, she did correct the behavior, which is important, you know, just, just the apology and saying, I'm sorry is that's good, but what are we going to do to fix it? And I told her what I needed and she, she applied it. So Awesome. 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 All right. So thank you for that update. Thank y'all in the chat for letting me know there was a little bit of an echo. I hit a, a different setting and the echo should be fixed, but thank y'all for letting me know. All right. So let's talk. Let's go a little through a little bit of your journey for the, you. Um, for those that don't know you, don't know how we found each other, how we met. Talk a little bit about um, how you first came into contact with my content and then how we ended up being able to meet each other because obviously virtual we haven't physically met but talk a little bit about that oh man so i saw a video this was maybe about like i want to say two or three years ago and you had i think it was zara's tidbit tuesdays you had a video about friendship and um i remember the video i saved it and then for a long time, I didn't see you on my algorithm. And one day you popped up on my algorithm on YouTube. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember her. And you um, you had a book that had just came out called It Came to Pass. And I had ordered the book and I loved the book. I love the book still. A wonderful, wonderful piece of literature. Um, and so then I saw that you were having Dearly Beloved sessions. And I was like, I need to be in on this because it's important to have a safe space for women to talk. And I didn't feel like I had that. And so I joined the Daily Beloved Sessions. And when I tell you, when I came to the sessions, I had a smile, but behind the smile was just brokenness. It was just complete brokenness. And, you know, with the journal promptings and the things that we discussed in the Daily Beloved Sessions, it really like it really helped me find the root of a lot of different things that I was dealing with and put a lot of things in perspective. And um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's been from there since on. <laughs> and I remember, like I said, when you showed up, I remembered your, I remember people by their energy. Cause I can like feel people's energy a lot more than I can, whatever they say out of their mouth. And mm -hmm. I remember just a real genuine genuineness from you but so much hurt and like somebody that was really like grappling with a lot of inner turmoil, 
you know? Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I didn't know where it would go, you know? I'm just trying to follow the most high and see where he leads. And if you don't know, those that are listening, dearly beloved, um, there are support group sessions that I have with people. Um, used to be twice a month, and lately it's been once a month because I got so many requests for teens to have a, a safe space as well. And I'm only one person, so I was like, all right, we got to cut that in half. I'll do one for teens, one for adults. But right now, some people have sent emails. It, I don't know. Maybe you're not on my email list, but I sent out a notice saying that I'm on a partial sabbatical. I need a break, y'all. Y'all think I'm superwoman. Look, I need rest. This stuff is exhausting emotionally, okay? So, mm-hmm. dearly beloved, um, I'm taking a break right now for the summer, but we should be back the end of August or September, okay? But anyway, I remember your energy during that time. I remember asking the Most High specifically, how can I help this person? Um, whoever comes before my face, I ask the Most High, show me what my part may be in their life. Like, help me to see it. Because sometimes you can be so busy, you can miss it. And sometimes it could just be a word that you give to a person, but sometimes it'll be actually working hand in hand with the person. Um, I didn't know what that was going to be, but I remember hurting for you myself, like identifying Mm -hmm. with that pain and knowing what that felt like. And so seeing you in those dearly beloved sessions really caught my attention because what I love a hard worker. Like I love a person. I'm a very no nonsense person. I'm a very like, look what I got to do to get it done. Like that's who I am. So when people behave that way, it catches my attention. And so it caught my attention that each session you would come back and you would reference a document on my website that you had used without mm-hmm. me asking you to, with nobody making you do it. And you were really intentional. You were very like specific and detailed. So I did this and I was looking at this and it was like, you were investigating your solution for a solution. It was like, if you had to do a research paper in college or some class to figure some kind of thing out. That's what you were doing with your life. And that really caught my attention because I'm like, I love working with people that take it that seriously because they're going to have results. People that have a lot of excuses, yeah, not so much. And so I paid attention to that. So let's talk about the next phase of how it went for you. So you're in Dearly Beloved, and then I tag you and say, I think you should come on to do the True Tribe Challenge. Mm-hmm. In the true tribe challenge i normally don't speak to people outside of that challenge like i don't have a private conversation with them um mm. i let the live be what the live is going to be you know what i mean but for you something told me to reach out to you talk a little bit about that and how you think that started to shift to where you are now to get you to where you are now yeah when you reached out to me it was like oh, i just want to uh, talk to you about some stuff you know because i was going to confront my mom was like, let's just go over, you know, just, you know, how to do it. Because how, sometimes people are different when you confront them. And in our conversation, we had a conversation about my dad and how, you know, he dealt with alcoholism and different things like that. And I think I had mentioned something along the lines of like how I grew up and how um, I, in my household, there was a lot of arguing and there was, um, a lot of pushing and shoving and different things like that. And he was like, well, that's abuse. And I was like, that's abuse. I didn't think she was just like, you said, yeah, that's no, that's considered abuse. And so right then it was like, oh, I've been seeing this all wrong. 
Like, you know, I thought abuse was like, oh, you're getting, you know, battered, punched in the eye. But abuse is verbal. It's mental. It's spiritual. It's physical, you know, and I didn't know a lot of that. You know, I didn't know a lot of that. You hear people say, oh, mental abuse and ver verbal abuse, but what does it really look like? Yeah. And so you telling me that and I'm just like, oh, my goodness, like it, it really blew my mind. Like I lived a life not knowing what abuse really was and what it really looked like and thinking that it was normal. Like she just, eh, he just pushed her. Like, that's not abuse. No, it's abuse. So, I mean, it, it really opened my eyes to so much. And then um, you had informed me about your, your um, partnership, your coach me partnership. And I, I was like, I need to get in on this. Like, because you unlock something, you know, through the most high and I need to know more. I need to know <laughs> more. And um, I'm forever grateful. I'm forever grateful, man, forever grateful for the now, information. I remember even you sitting in the car and I remember, <laughs> I don't think I was on the camera cause I think something I was busy or something. So I had my camera turned off, but it was a mm -hmm. video call, but we only use audio, but I asked mm -hmm. to see you. I always like to see people cause I need to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember your face when I said something to you about, um, you, I said, I sense a lot of um, resentment and bitterness from you. You seem very mm -hmm. resentful. I don't mm -hmm. know why. I don't know mm -hmm. what it is. And your face was like, it was like, how did she see that? Like, is it on me? And I remember trying to reassure you, like, you're not wearing it. It's not evident to the natural eye, but it's something that I'm discerning mm -hmm. from you. How did that feel for somebody to kind of say something to you that you didn't really confess? You weren't really verbalizing and then you hear this because I think that is what made me say, uh, I think, you know, I don't normally, I don't normally have to really like, um, look for people to work with is usually it just comes. Right. So mm -hmm. I don't usually have to tell people, I think you should do this. They're usually wanting to do it. But I was like, look, I think I'm going to be opening up my calendar again. And I think you need to get on it. Like as soon as possible, like submit that because, mm -hmm it's an order of who people who you know who sends whatever but how did that um make you feel did you feel exposed did you feel <laughs> happy like what did you feel like i i was like at first i felt exposed and then i'm like man am i wearing it like because i remember you saying i need to see you know your face because i like to see the disposition i remember that and you said, you know, you're carrying a lot of anger. You carry a lot of resentment. And I was like, man, even after we got off of the call, I looked in the mirror like, oh, gosh, like, <laughs> can you see? Like, But yeah, I felt exposed. And I mean, the level of discernment, even in the sessions, I mean, you you can tell when something's wrong immediately. Like, nah, what's going on? What's going on? And um, I the gift, the anointing that the most high has on you is just it's it's phenomenal and I, we praise him for it but yeah i felt exposed totally now tell me what is your husband think because i know you said when i told you that you was like my husband says that sometimes mm -hmm. and sometimes yep. our spouse is really the only one who knows us in that way like other people mm -hmm. have this facade of us sometimes but our spouse they're seeing us in a very intimate way especially mm -hmm. if you're close and so for someone so close to you to have said something and then another person 
kind of like, hey, look, how, how did that, did that, was that confirmation for you or what, totally. what was that like? It was confirmation because my husband said that he would say the same thing. And, and and like you said, we're intimate. So we would have conversations. And so, but just to have someone see it, it was, it was different. But having a conversation with someone and it's just like, they can pick up on it because you had a conversation multiple times about stuff. And, you know, I mean, they know the, the inner workings of what's going on with you, but to just, you know, have a conversation one time with someone and they're like, yeah, you're dealing with that. I can see that on you. It really, really, really was confirmation for me. Mm. Really was confirmation that there was something that I was missing and that I needed. And that is where the ball started rolling. Now it's yeah. like, <laughs> we see what the most high is doing because, you know, we don't know when we're in real time what his plan already was. Mm -hmm. And so he already got this plan laid out. I don't know where this is going to go. I, you know, People think because you can discern, you tell the future, you a future teller. I'm like, I'm not a future teller. And sometimes people are like, well, you didn't know that. And I'm like, I, I, I'm not a psychic, yo. Like, whatever the most high reveals to me, he reveals. If he don't reveal it, you got to take that up with him why he didn't reveal. So I don't know. Whatever he reveals is what I guess I need at that time for the person. And so I'm like... I remember just being like, something is here with this with this woman. Like something is here. I don't know what it is, but something is here. Um, good, good and bad. Bad as far as something is troubling her and she mm -hmm. needs to be released from it. Good in the sense of I think the most high is saying, Tag, you go ahead, go ahead and help her. And I'm like, oh, I'm excited about stuff like that. Like, oh, I get to see you. That's why I'm tearing up before we even start, because I get to see somebody get free from yes. the enemy having them like mm. bound in shame and fear and guilt and lack of confidence, like bound, wounded. Uh, I'm talking about, you know what I mean? And I get to see it's like you know, Lazarus or something wrapped up in all the cloth and just slowly pulling it away and it just Hallelujah. coming off. Like, look at you. Like, oh, girl, you, that's another <laughs> layer. That's another layer, you know? And to see is so exciting and exhilarating for me. So after that, you submitted the form. I didn't, I normally do a discovery call with people so I can see what the vibe is. We didn't do a discovery call because I'm like, I already know that this is something I'm supposed to do. And then we get to session one. Talk about session one. What was going through your mind when you got the welcome email and then we did the actual first session? Um, I was nervous. I was nervous. I was excited and I was nervous. And I knew that it was going to require a lot of work. But I was ready to do the work. I was ready to put in the work and, you know, she, her, you, she did her due diligence. She sends a syllabus of like sessions and how, you know, what we're going to be going through. And I'm reading through it and I'm like, I'm ready to do this. I, I need this. This is something that is important to me. I'm ready to do this. And so, um, I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous. I'm not going to hold you. And, um, because I knew that it was going to require, um, me, really submitting to it and me really setting aside the time, doing um, the routines, doing the things that needed to be done um, in order to see the fruit. 
You know, um, we just, we don't automatically see fruit once we plant a seed. It takes time. It takes tilling. You got to make sure the, the soil is good. You got to make sure the soil has the nutrients and you got to have the seeds. And so just making sure that I was ready and my mind was in a, a space of like, I want this deliverance because I truly believe that deliverance is for the desperate. I was desperate. And so I was ready for it. And I was a little nervous, but I was ready for the work. I was ready to do the work. Now, talk about what you felt at that time, because you are more than halfway through your, yeah, Loretta's more than halfway through the process. She's like, she coming up on the end. Um, and it, had, <laughs> it is not an easy process. No. I am not, um, <laughs> when I say I'm not, e I'm not easy to work with, I don't mean that I'm a difficult person. I mean, my process requires you to come up here. Like, I'm not going down here. You need to come up, right? Yes. And that is very demanding, right? So talk about what you felt coming in. Your main problem was like this thing that I feel trapped in that I've been asking the Most High to help me with. And I know it's something really specific for you, but I don't think you knew that coming in, what that thing was. We're just, we're just finding it out. But when you came in, what did you believe it was? When I came in, um, I believe it was a couple of different things. It was resentment, um, fear, uh, resentment from, you know, just past things that happened, uh, things that I talked about uh, being molested at a young age, resentment towards my parents for not protecting me, um, fear of failure, uh, perfectionism, you know what I mean? Um, shame. You know what I mean? From, you know, the things that I've done in the past with promiscuity and being sexually active, um, uh, not getting the, the the validation from other people that I felt like I was due because they harmed me or they hurt me. And I, I felt like I needed a sorry. I want you to apologize for what you did. But we know now that some people are not going to give you the apology and the vengeance is from the most high. He'll take care of it. Um, so it, I came in with so much, um, just baggage, just so much, so many things just plaguing me and not really knowing how to get free from it. And, you know, praise Yah through you with the tools that you provide and the assignments and different things like that. I was able to really just work through them mm -hmm. and fill them out and, and, and get through them. Now, I want you to... I'm going to share a scripture really quickly, but the people that are listening to this live and to the playback, I want you to ask yourself right now, what have you shown up with today? Like, what is mm. your baggage right now? What is it for you that you feel like, you know what? It is no way of escape. Like, like Loretta said, I didn't know how, what do you do with this? Like, how do I get out of this? I don't know a way out of this. And I want you to know for yourself who are listening what that thing is for you, because it's often something that we're always dealing with. Yes. Um, everyone may not feel like they have no way out or no way of escape, but in not investigating what that thing is, you're kind of saying that because you're not mm -hmm. exploring what the problem is what the solution is that the most high has for you. Cause you know, we make our own solutions and then we make more of a mess. Right? So I want us to look at this scripture. Um, first Corinthians 10, 13 amplified version. It says no temptation, regardless of its source 
has overtaken or enticed you that is not common to human experience. And I want you to understand that who's listening because Loretta's story is not uncommon as far as us feeling these same types of feelings, shame, guilt, being trapped. Now, it may be different reasons for these things, but these feelings and these experiences that create those kinds of emotions are you're not alone in that. You know, we can feel like I'm the only one dealing with this. And oftentimes when I work with people, they say that and I'm like, you're not alone in this. This is not new. You know, I've heard all kinds of stories. You are not alone in this, right? So the scripture is confirming that. And then we also have testimony from Loretta that's also confirming no temptation, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you that is not common to human experience, nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance, beyond human resistance. What you experience, what your shame is, you who are listening, whatever you're embarrassed about, whatever you're afraid of, these things are not unusual and they're not beyond human resistance. You're not, this is not some weird new thing that only is happening to you. Mm. But Yah is faithful to his word. He is compassionate and trustworthy and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist. So even if you did not resist, because some of us didn't, and that's the shame and the guilt that we feel because we didn't resist. We knew to resist and we didn't. But even that is not uncommon. That's why this word is here for us, okay? It says he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist, right? But along with the temptation, so with every single temptation that comes, there's also a, what I call a seed of opportunity there, okay? With, and this is where I'm getting it from, this scripture here. With every single temptation, right along with it, you need to look for this thing. He has in the past and is now and will always provide the way out as well so that you will be able to endure it without yielding and will overcome temptation with joy. Now, listen, I know that's like a whole mouthful, right? But one of the things Loretta has said um, is that she was really, really looking for help, really looking for help and was not finding it. Talk about that journey of not finding it and what that made you feel like. Oh, I mean, I went to counselors. Um, I sought out a um, therapist. Um, and I, I talked about this before where it was, she ghosted me. It was like the session. She just, you know, we had a session. She didn't come on. It was virtual and I'm calling and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. You know, I haven't heard back. Um, you know, trying to, you know, figure it out for myself without even using the most high. That didn't work. Um, so I really had a petition and pray. And I said, Father, please just send me someone. I'm getting emotional because I need help. I'm having a hard time in these areas and I don't know how to break free from guilt, from the shame of my past that no one knows about but me and you and my husband. Um, I'm having a hard time dealing with the resentment 
from my father, for my father and my mother and other people who, who um, was supposed to be friends, but they betrayed me. Um, I'm having a hard time. I, I need to really get over this because I'm seeing that I'm being stifled in so many areas. And there's so many things I believe you're calling me to do, but I need help. I need tools. I don't have them. I don't know what to do. And um, just trying to do it myself didn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, not even petitioning the most high before I sought out this this therapist didn't work because clearly she wasn't for me. Um, and so I, I really had to lean and depend on the most high to really you know, guide me and lead me and where I needed to go. Now talk about why that's important to do. Um, looking back mm-hmm. now, why is it important before you seek, before you even try to seek outside hope that mm-hmm. you are leaning heavily on the most high first and foremost? Why is that so crucial? Because he is the source, y'all. He is the source. You know, um, you want to make sure you have the source first and then he'll provide the resources, <laughs> you know, and it's it's so important to lean on him because he'll lead and guide you because it's his if it's his desire and his will, you know, we want our desire and our will to line up with his. And so <clears throat> going to someone who may not know the most high, who may not even, you know, petition the most high on your behalf. And and you know, so when you said that, you know, Father, how can I help these people? How can I help this person? It's like a, a sinking that happens. I'm praying for help. You praying to help somebody. And then he's like, okay, cool. Let's let's bring it together. And I think that's the beautiful thing. Whereas if I'm seeking out someone who doesn't know the most high, they're not praying for the people that <laughs> they're looking for that he wants, you know, to come. And then I'm praying. It's just like it's off balance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I appreciate this woman because she everything lines up with scripture. Everything all draws back to the word of the most high. And so it's important to seek the most high because we want to we want our desire and our will to line up with his ultimately. Right. And now talk a little bit about how long that wait was because it didn't you didn't get help right away. And I want you to speak to those people who right now are feeling frustrated because they feel like I need help. I'm asking for that and I'm not getting that. Um that was not it did not happen fast for you. So talk about how long that wait was. Oh, man, it's, it was like, I want to say three years. The wait was, oh, uh, it was like three years. I mean, you you think about your life, your life period. And like, so I can be honest, I'll tell you, I'm 34. But, um, <laughs> um, you know, you think about all the things that you've been through throughout life. And then you petition the most high. And I, I believe sometimes we tend to go off on our own. Just like I'm seeking out a therapist that, you know, wasn't for me or I'm trying to figure it out on my own. And um, we tend to go left when we're supposed to go right. And so it's like we got to make a detour. Right. We got to repent. We got to turn around and we got to come back. And then that's when we can receive the correction. That's when I'm okay. I'm on the right path. You know what I mean? And so praise Yah, you know, for his grace and his mercy, even protecting me, even through, you know, me trying to figure it out on my own because I was only making a mess out of it, you know, because sometimes, you know, when you are looking for ways to heal, we have 
<laughs> this world is wicked. And so there's a lot of secular things that you look into and it, it doesn't line up with the most high. And so you really have to make sure that that is the foundation. He is the source. Because if you're looking into certain things that the secular world is trying to give you, it could lead you down a rabbit hole of just, you know, you open up a portal of just wickedness. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, be careful. So for people who have been asking for help, some of y'all ain't been asking the most high before a week and you're frustrated that he didn't give it to you today. She waited almost three years or, or more. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So the most high, sometimes, you know, there's a working, an inner working that happens when you have to lean on the most high and wait for him to answer mm -hmm. you. It does something to you. And I think in that time, it prepared you to work with me because mm -hmm. I'll let you go in five seconds. I don't have no time to be playing out here. Like this is such a deep spiritual work to help mm -hmm. someone break free from no, that level of hurt and shame and guilt. I don't have time to play games. Like I don't play with that. Like I'm mad cool. But when you play with that, you're playing with the wrong one. Like don't play mm -hmm. with me with that. You know what I'm saying? And so- you have to be in a certain place, at least with me, maybe not with other people. Everybody has their own way of doing things. You know, if they're called to helping people in that way, um, the most high equips them with how their personality is, what their experiences are, who he shaped them to be on how that experience needs to go with that particular person. Right. Mm -hmm. For me, you got to be at a certain place for me to work with you. If I believe you're there, but as I start to work with you, I see that you're not, I'll release you because you're just holding me up and you're holding somebody else up who, who is ready, who is right, right? And so I think in that time, the most high had to be doing a work for you because by the time you got to me, you was ripe. I'm talking about ripe for <laughs> the season to change your whole entire life. And so you come in, you're a little nervous about the first session. You have these troubles, you have these problems, you feel like I don't know no way out of this. I don't try it and I don't I don't even know, you know what I mean? If there's any way you can get out of this. Now you're halfway through the process. Talk about where you are now. We're not all the way done, but you almost there though. Talk about the difference between session one, coming in after three years of waiting to find help, finally finding it making up your mind that you're ready to take on this journey, even though you don't see my little welcome guy and you see all the stuff and you like, Whoa, <laughs> now, man, it's it, coming in. Like I said before, I was nervous. Um, and just that waiting period, I believe the most high, like you said, being ripe is something that is so important because now you're at a place where you can begin to, um, show forth some fruit. You know what I mean? You're ready to do the work. And I think maybe sometimes people deal with patience and that's what the most high is like, okay, well, you're not ready yet because you're not patient enough. You know what I mean? Um, or I know that you're not diligent enough. You have to, I had a problem with that. You know what I mean? Being diligent, um, procrastinating, uh, putting things off, being afraid to do certain things. And so I think he had to put me in like, I don't want to say like a holding cell, but it's just like, I had to be put in a place <laughs> Where it's just like I, I the waiting room. I had to be put in the waiting room for some time. You know, when you go to the ER, sometimes you you gotta wait a minute. And so, 
Um, I believe that's what he was trying to do to make sure that, you know, my heart was ready, that my mind was ready to receive all of this information. And so reading the welcome guide, I knew that you were no nonsense. I knew that you were ready um, um, to, to help. And I knew that I was ready to do the work. Um, she let me know immediately, like, I'm no nonsense. I, I, I will let you go in a heartbeat. Um, <laughs> if I feel like, you know, you're not doing, you're not ready. And sometimes people aren't ready and it's okay. Sometimes we jump the gun and we think we're ready, but then when it's time to really get into like the inner workings and the nitty gritty, it's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to get my hands dirty or I don't want to deal with this or I don't want to let this thing go or I don't want to, you know, I'm still attached to it. And this is harder than just, I, I would just rather hold on to it, you know? Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of, 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 of women, people who are like that, where they just want to hold on to their trauma, but you have to be in a place where you're receptive in receiving what the most high is trying to give to you, which is freedom, which is liberation. And so now we're here, right? There were so many options. Uh-oh, you paused, you there? Obstacles. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, I'm with child. Um, we found that out during one of the sessions. Um, we've had COVID. Um, there were some things that I, business ventures that I had to, I didn't want to do because I felt like it was going to interfere with the journey that I'm on in my coaching. Um, so I had to, I stopped that um, because this, it has to mean something to you. It has to be important. You know what I mean? It has to be important. And so, um, yes, we're, we're almost done. It has been a blessing. Zara is the the type of woman who's like, listen, I'm going to go with you to this fight. All right. The, the enemy's picking on you. We're going to go handle it. But what I need to know is I need to know everything. I need to know everything. And I need to know, you know, I need to know what happened in the past. I need to know the, the trauma. I need to know these things so that I can petition the most high. We're going to go together. Don't leave me in the dark. You know what I mean? Don't leave me in the dark trying to fight for you and you still dealing with the, with the, with the enemy, you know? So um, this, this, where we're at now, we're at a point of, we were working on our target goals and I hit a bump and that bump, there were some things that I just couldn't get rid of and I'm, I was holding on to. And in the session, she was like, uh-uh, what's going on? And I told her. And so we had to work it out and we worked it out. And um, it's it's been a beautiful experience. It has been a beautiful experience. It's been tough. It's been hard, but it has been beautiful and worth it. And I see my growth and those around me, even my husband, he's like, Man, she's been such a blessing to our family. You know, it was a situation that had came up and um, I talked to my husband about it. He was like, I use some of the tools that um, I received from our coaching. And he's like, I like the way you thought about that. Because in time, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought like that. But because of the tools and, and the, the, the way of thinking, because I can, I can fall into negative thinking patterns. Let's just be honest. Um, and so... He said, I like the way you thought about that. I really appreciate the way you thought about that. So, I mean, where we're at now, we're almost done, but it's, it's, it's been liberating. It's, it's, um, 
it's freedom behind all of this. I know it. And I'm just excited. I'm excited to see where the most high takes me. Yeah. One of the I things I, I love about mouthful. you. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. <laughs> One of the things, and I told you this, and I want other people to know is you are one one of the most coachable people <laughs> I have ever worked with. I thank the most high for making you wait three years Praise because you. that ripened you for this season. Praise you God. trust me. You got to trust a person that you're working with. Now, if they ain't trustworthy, don't be trusting them now. Just because <laughs> they, they, they help people or they got a certificate or whatever. Test them out now. Look, don't be giving your trust and just putting your life in people's hands, right? That's true. But um, in in building that rapport, you trust me. Like, whatever assignment I give you, you like, me write it down. Like, I'm on it. <laughs> I trust what you're saying. I might not understand what this is going to do, but I'm going to give mm-hmm. it my all. I mean, you give mm-hmm. it your absolute all. I love that. That is one of the things that makes you so coachable and that makes your experience a win. Like you're going to break through from these things we're working through. You right there. Like I see it. I know you still got a huge hump or a a, a little bit of a scary thing left to do that, you know, we're going to do together, but you're going to do it and you're going to beat it. And when that's behind you, that's behind you. Oh my gosh. Once you get, once you get over this last thing we got to do, it's unstoppable for you. Like it just is the most high has given you everything you need after this experience to fight everything you need to fight after this. Like I see it it's clear as day and you've been so diligent. And that's one of the things I just want to applaud you for because your sessions are seven in the morning weekly, you know, mm-hmm. and having to get up. I mean, you got to get up before that to get to mm-hmm. our session. Okay. Mm-hmm. You do that. You have cut off things you need to cut off. Some people, I lose them there. This person, you might want to put them on ice for this process. Some people mm-hmm. can't do that. And I'll lose them right there. You're like, who? Okay. X. <laughs> they got to go. Like, do it. And you see mm-hmm. the results of why I'm asking you to do what it is that you need to do. So you're mm-hmm. trusting not just my wisdom, but who I'm leaning on, who I'm hearing from. You're mm-hmm. trusting that. Even though you mm-hmm. might not hear it directly, you like, I trust that you heard that. And mm-hmm. you move on that. And your life is changing. Like, mm-hmm. if I could, I, I, I was telling her in a session the other day, I said, I wish I could have recorded you on video when we started to just get a video testimony of how you feel. And if I showed you side by side, you this will look like two different women because her level of confidence, her value, her sense of worth is it is growing like it is. She is like beautifying, like right before my eyes, just the light in her. You know what I mean? Like that darkness, that that cloud that was over her is moving out of the way. And now she's just filling with so much light. And I can see it when I talk to her each session. So um, in thinking about all of the obstacles, um, you ready to cut off anything and anybody that got to go. You've had business opportunities where you could have made some money. And you Mm -hmm. was like, nah, Zara probably ain't hearing that because I'm not going to have the energy to do what she asked of me and do this thing. She Mm -hmm. said no to that, y'all. She got pregnant during the session. She started getting morning sickness during the... That was unexpected. We didn't think no baby was going to come up in this situation. Um, you, you had 
family issues, some legal issues popped up that mm -hmm. you had to take care of. She ain't missed one session, y'all. <laughs> Zero absences. <laughs> like I was absent once because I had a medical emergency and I, I don't even be absent because I'm like, this is serious to me. Coaching season, I'm like, I got to buckle down. I got to be there. So mm -hmm. I rarely ever will be absent, but I got like medically like almost taken out. So I had to, I wasn't there. But she did not miss one session, rain, shine, sickness, COVID, pregnancy, legal <laughs> issues. She's been there. Talk about, and it's paid off, y'all. Look, it's not, you cannot change your life and experience escape from these hardships without work. You can have all the mm -hmm. faith you want, but without work, it is dead. Okay? Mm -hmm. Talk about all of those obstacles and what kept you going despite all these things that come to distract you from reaching the end. Just seeing the, the beauty that, that's awaiting on the other side. Um, it's almost as if I can see myself free and liberated. And, you know, that's one of the words that kept coming up today, free and liberated. And, you know, wanting to, to, to get to that. And it has not been easy. It has been, you know, obstacle after obstacle. And I'm like, okay, like what's going on? But it is important to be diligent because I want to bear fruit. I want to bear fruit. And so <clears throat> it's important to constantly cultivate when that's that's important to you. So making sure that, you know, I'm staying up on my assignments, even um, with, you know, your medical emergency, when, you know, we, we had an absence, it was like, still had to do the routines. You don't just stop. You know what I mean? You keep going and you the ball keeps rolling. Um, even during that time, doing, you know, um, certain things that we do during our sessions to make sure that I'm staying up and not forgetting and, you know, just being like, oh, well, you know what? I don't got a session today. So let me just kick my feet up and relax. No, you got to keep doing the work. Um, it's been a lot of obstacles, but this means more to me than those obstacles. Um my healing is something that is very, very important to me. And I believe that if you, if your healing is very important to you, you will do the work to be healed. It is important. Um, and it's something that I've been praying for. It's been three years of me uh, tarrying and waiting. And so now it's the opportunity. And I'm like, Father, like, I, I want this so bad. Like, I want this so bad. It's like training for something. Like if you're an Olympian or something like that, you're going to train and train and train because you want that medal. You know what I mean? And for me, it's just like, I want that peace of mind. I don't want to stay in a negative mindset. I want to be free from that. I don't want to feel shame, you know, and, and have the enemy keep me bound. I don't want that. I want to be free. I want to be set free. And so you're going to make sure that you're doing all that you can to be set free. And it and requires so, moving, leaving people out and moving them out your way. Then, hey, you got to do it. Listen, that's what I wanted to, I wanted you to expound upon even more. Um, I tell people we go through what I call the change cycle and I tell them there's going to become, there's going to come a point where distraction is going to come every mm -hmm. single time the enemy sends some kind of distraction, whether it is a person, whether it is a present relationship, a past relationship, a family member, whatever it is, is coming. 
and I prepare people for that. And I'm like, look, this the chain cycle is coming. Are you prepared to turn that thing away or put that thing down or shut that thing off? At least during this time I have with you, because it's 17 weeks that I work with most people minimum. Sometimes it'll be 24, but 17 weeks. Can you do 17 weeks and leave this person alone or this alone? This is a boot camp process that I tell people. This coaching process is literally a boot camp. Yes, most coaches don't have experience as a counselor. I didn't even understand. I'm like, I went, you know, I got my master's for counseling, but I prefer coaching because I can work with more people because the this this the process the most high has given me is seasonal, you know? So I'm not sitting with people for years and years and years and people are like, Zara, you, you ain't open yet. And I'm like, no, nah, they ain't there, you know, because counseling is so layered. And so I didn't understand why I had that, but I preferred coaching. I needed that because when we hit some of the bumps like you and I hit, I have the tools and the skill set to help you through that. Now, there are certain things, emotional issues that people have that a coach cannot, they're not necessarily qualified unless they're anointed by the most high. They may not be qualified by human standard, but the most high may have qualified them. But more than likely, a coach does not have counseling experience. So when you hit certain um, internal or inner issues, they don't know how to help you through that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so because I have that, I'm like, oh, I know how to tap on it when I need it but I don't want to stay there. You know, that could be years. So I helped them through that. And then we move forward. Talk a little bit about the importance of when you hit that distraction or we call a bump or whatever it is. And that thing is coming. It's not there to serve you. It's there to stop you. It's there to mm -hmm. keep you bound. It's there to keep you where you were. It's coming mm -hmm. every time, mm -hmm. no matter who you work with, no matter what change you're trying to make, you need to be on alert. It's coming and you need to know who they are and what that thing is so that you don't get deceived and find yourself moving backwards. I work mm -hmm. with people and they didn't believe me. You know, maybe they just, you know, like you said, some people don't want to let go of their trauma and their trauma could be a person that they're in mm -hmm. a relationship with. Mm -hmm. Mother, father, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, right? And they can't mm -hmm. shake it. And they're like, I can't put that down right mm -hmm. and they look back and they they wish they would have like dang i could just for that short time my life could have changed talk about mm -hmm. why it's so important to recognize those distractions and be able to resist them and not let them enter in during such a sacred space and time where the most high is transforming your life mm -hmm. why is that important for you to be able to shut that stuff down during that specific time. Oh man, it is. It's very important because, you know, the enemy comes in to just, that's what he wants. He doesn't want you to be free. So he'll send what he can send to distract you. And in, in doing so, it hinders your growth. Next thing you know, you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to go to the sessions or, you know, I don't know if I want to show up or this ain't really that important. You know, you start to fall back into some some mind patterns that is not, you know, conducive for freedom. And so now you're 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 sitting back and <clears throat> you're doing the same things, expecting a different result. And that's what, you know, some people call insanity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, that's not gonna work. Um, 
And distractions are there to what? To get us off course. There's freedom for you. The Most High is calling you to be free. We serve a, a Elohim who wants us to be free. He doesn't want us to be in bondage. But by us following distractions of the enemy, you know, we tend to stay there. We can stay there if we allow him to distract us. It's like, um, I think of like a child with like a candy or something like that. If I tell my child like, hey, come with me, we're going to go and do something. And then somebody comes out with some candy, like, hey, little girl, you want some candy or, you know, and they run off to that. We have a problem. We have a, we have a severe issue because I'm your mother. You know what I mean? You don't listen to no stranger. So it's the same when it comes to the things of the most high. I'm calling you to healing. I'm your father. You don't listen to that voice, that unusual voice. Don't do that because now it's taking you off of the trajectory of what I have for you. Now you're veering off the path and now you're running around in a circle. And we talk about that you, um, in the coaching, the chain cycle. You're going around in a circle and some people stop at, you know, um, put your foot down. You, you can't put your foot down. You can't move past that because why? You got distracted. You fell back into some stuff. And so even with me, like with the, the business venture, I'm like, ah, no, mm -mm. this is going to be a distraction. This is something that's going to cause me, like you said, to either be tired or, you know, I, you know, I have to deal with somebody else's emotions. Like I, I got to work through this. I got to work through this. This is what's, the, what's most important. Um, so yeah, you got to take heed to distractions. I mean, you're going to have people that will come. I had, I'll say this really quick. I had some, um, woman, young lady tell me that I was going to be stressed out or something like that because I'm pregnant or something. And I had to rebuke that. I'm like, ah, 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 get be behind me. Has the time. Yeah. Like, no, we're not, yeah. we're not doing that. You know what I mean? And so had I listened to that, then that would have been something else that came up in the session. Like, oh, I'm so stressed out. And and I don't know where that came. Well, where did that come from? I don't know. Yeah. You got to watch. Distractions come in all different shapes, sizes, and forms. Children, my, my children, like, you know, they're little, they're young. And so I, I made sure that I set my appointments in the morning where they're still asleep because I don't want no distractions. I don't want you coming in, mommy. I need, I'll get to you after this session. You know, mommy's here. But this is what mommy needs. This is what mommy needs so that I can better serve you, you know? Mm -hmm. So just be mindful of distractions because they will come. <laughs> they mm -hmm. will. But you, like you said, you got to have your head on a swivel. And you got to be on guard. Listen, can I just tell you the authority <laughs> in your throat? <laughs> Praise y'all. understand who y'all are listening to right now. You, you're listening to somebody who on the way out of the track okay Ooh, like this, the authority in your own how the confidence you have right now y'all don't under this we're, this is a person who was locked in shame and guilt and fear mm -hmm. didn't want to speak mm. up felt like I, I don't really have nothing to say i don't i don't think what i have to say might really is probably dumb it's probably not important I don't even know if I sound smart. This is who this is who we're talking to. This is who you're listening to right now, but you don't know her. You're hearing somebody who is put who is putting the work in to the point where this is a new woman, y'all. Like mm, this is so beautiful to just hear the authority, the confidence, the assurity, um, the sure. wisdom in your voice. Like, I'm so proud of you like 
I was there. I I saw the little girl in that abusive home with the alcoholic father and the the issues that we won't get into detail about. Um, these horrific things this little girl witnessed and saw and then did. I saw her, that little girl, maybe 10, 11, wearing a 30-year-old body mm -hmm. and was just like, I'm so broken and I don't know how to not be. That's who showed up to me. And then when you talk right now, you're just like, you're, you're, you're being who the most high created you to be. And it's because you did the work. Faith without works is dead. You could believe all you want, but you've been doing the work. I am so proud of you. Thank you for not wasting my time, okay? Because it's like you said earlier, I'm going to the fight with you. Look, don't have me out here fighting with you, fighting these devils and these demons with you. And I get beat up too, you know? And then I turn around and you laying down, hanging with the devil. And I'm trying to fight the other ones in the front, but you partying with them? You having fun with them? Mm. Oh, no. You got me all messed up. You know, you got me getting beat up. You got me getting kicked. And you hanging out with them? That's what it feels like when I work with people who don't take it seriously. Because you just put me through some spiritual um, battle with you because I'm going through this with you and you're not even fighting. Mm. Like, that. that is, that means I got a hit and and got hit and busted up for what, mm -hmm. you know? So I am, oh, I, I don't have words for how proud I am because it wasn't easy. So before we share one of your assignments, a visual what one of your assignments were, I want you to talk a little bit about some of the most embarrassing and shameful things that happened to you what those things were and why it made you feel like you could never get beyond them. Oh man. Um, when I tell you, so really quick, you know, Zara says, you have a voice, you have a voice, you know, you have to use it. And I'm just like, but you know, I live in so much shame. I live in so much fear and guilt. And, and she's like, you have to, you got to get past that. I mean, the things that kept me from using my voice was one of the things was like in sixth grade, um, I was always afraid, afraid of failure and <clears throat> I didn't realize where that came from. But in sixth grade, I had I had failed, repeated sixth grade twice. Um, and there was a lot going on around that time. And so um, I was afraid of failure. And I think that led to my perfectionism. Like I have to get everything right or I can't do it. You know, um, that's one thing. And then living, you know, in a household where there's a lot of arguments and frustration, me and my dad, my father, we didn't really have the best relationship. He was an alcoholic. And so, you know, when you are a child of someone who has an addiction, that tends to play on you. The things there's a, there's a lot of negative effects. You know, one of those things was people pleasing. Um, not feeling confident, you know, um, not wanting people to be angry. I think that's what led to me not really confronting my mom um, for so long on the things that was done to me because I didn't want to get her angry. I don't want to make nobody angry. You know what I mean? Um, and then, you know, not really feeling loved by your father, which led to um, a season of promiscuity with a like sexual activity that I'm, you know, not proud about. You know what I mean? Um, and giving my body up to people who just 
didn't care for me, you know? Um, and I, I praise the most high, you know, through repentance and just going to him, you know, I was restored, but you know, there, there's always a way of escape. There's always a way for you to get out and you can't just stay there. You can't stay stuck there. You have to move forward because if you, the enemy would love nothing more than for you to stay stuck in these, in these spaces. That's what he wants. That's what he She'll come in a minute, y'all. Sometimes but I praise him. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I got a little janky, y'all. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, just and and even wanting vengeance. You know, sometimes people wrong us, right? We go through life and there's seasons where people are just they betray us. And we never get that closure. We never get, you know, people to the people saying sorry for whatever reason. They make maybe narcissistic. They may, you know, just not want to apologize. You may never get it, but you still have to move forward and find your healing through the Most High and get the closure that you need. But it may not be how you think. So I would lean on Scripture. You know what I mean? I wanted that. I'm like. You, Zara can testify. I'm like, I, they need to apologize to me for what they did. She's like, yeah. you may never get an apology. And I'm like, well, how? How are they? You know, I wanted that. But then I had to go through scripture and I had to read the word and what it said about vengeance is mine. I will repay, says Yahuwah. Like, I don't have to worry about that. They, they'll, they'll get their just due. He's just, he's fair, he's righteous. And I may never see it. And I have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's been a journey, but it's been a beautiful one. It has been a journey. And one of the things I love about you, you're so respectful, even when you're like, how? I I ain't feeling that, Zara. You know, I remember, I remember that session. It was two sessions where you were really struggling. We couldn't really move forward to the next thing at that time either because you had so much like um i want to be vindicated and i get that we understand that we work through your personality type and what your proclivities are as your personality type we work through what's called accretance which is like mindsets that you already have built into your head that Mm -hmm. we have to understand are there so that you can shift them when something happens to you because you're looking at it through the wrong lens so we worked Mm -hmm. on that and then we had you do a Bible study on like, look, study scripture on what it says mm-hmm. about what you're feeling. And one of the takeaways that I knew the most high was working through you with is because you said and realized I need to humble myself. Mm-hmm. And we talked about there's that lack of humility makes mm-hmm. you feel like you deserve, you know, <laughs> for somebody to behave in some way when mm-hmm. while it may be just that they behave in that way. You don't necessarily deserve it or have a right to it from a prideful stance. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like where you were um, mm-hmm. and you work with that. So it's like every, and that's what I mean by thank you for trusting me. Like, cause I know sometimes things that I say may not always make sense. Um, a lot of times to you, they're making sense. I think we're like tracking with each other, but even if I give you an assignment, and you know, so like what last session I gave you five different assignments on top of something else you had to do. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I know this a lot, but you got to hit this because this is going to help us get to where we need to go. Like mm-hmm. I said, she's pregnant, y'all. She got two small children and she still hit it. She sent her stuff on time because your assignments have to be sent to me within three days because sometimes I might need to look at them and 
work through the energy of discerning what the most high might be doing here or what I might need to have prepared, whatever. Um, and if you send it too late, I don't have time to do that. You know, I don't always look at it cause I don't always have time, but if I need to, if I see something, I scan it and I'm like, I might add something. So she sends stuff on time. Like, I mean, just, she's so diligent and this is so serious to her. So people that, um, are listening to this, I want to ask you, who is your distraction right now in your life? Mm. What person, what activity, what family member, what love interest, what television show, like what opportunity is really a distraction from the enemy? Because you're saying you want to get out of this trouble. You're saying you need an escape. But then there is also something right on the same side, like the scripture says, that you're not willing to let go of. You can't have both. So ask yourself right now, those who are listening, what that distraction is for you. Because Loretta had, I mean, I could count 10 of them that she had through this process. And she dodged each one of them. And she still is coming to her 7 a.m. sessions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and she's present and she's there and is working and her life is changing. Um, so let's talk about the most recent bump that we hit. Um, you were just dealing with a lot of shame from mm -hmm. sexual um, promiscuity, as you would call mm -hmm. it, and feeling, I don't. I don't believe I have the righteousness of the most high because of these sexual acts mm -hmm. that just, that had you just bound up mm -hmm. and we worked through all the way to the root of it. Cause we didn't know that's what it was at first. We had to kind of work backwards and then backwards and back. And then we finally hit it. And mm -hmm. one, I had given you five assignments. Cause I'm like, we got to hit this. I want you to do these five different things. And you did them, but we don't have time to share all of those assignments. But the one assignment you sent i said i want you to create uh what's called a safety plan you know we have a safety plan for our houses people think that's like a white people thing right but in, <laughs> in the event of an emergency what do we do you know mm -hmm. what do we do and it aligns so much with the scripture i just read that there's always a way of escape but you mm -hmm. need to know what the safety plan is in order mm -hmm. to know the way of escape and so mm -hmm. the safety plan, I said, what I want you to do is come up with the creative safety plan. It needs to be something visual that I can see and it needs to answer your problem of shame. What is that? And you like, okay, so you're so polite. So, so you mean like your, your voice will go lighter. Like, so you mean, um, you want to see this and to create a visual? How? Mm, and I'm like, and you know how it can be, especially if we we running late in the session. I'm like, you can do it. I want to mm -hmm. be creative. I want it to be visual. You understand? Repeat it back to me. You repeat it back. We're done. Okay. Uh -huh. And it's like people try to dance around like they don't want to do it. They feel like it's hard. Talk about what I said. I need you to create a safety plan relative to your desire to get out of this trap of shame, and it needs to speak to that and be creative and visual. What were you thinking when I told you that? So initially, like, first of all, I really enjoyed this assignment. Like, I really enjoyed it. Um, so you said develop a safety plan. 
And initially I was like, I think I asked, I was like, well, what does that look like? You was like, petition the most high, um, <laughs> make it creative, petition the most high, ask them what it looks like for you, because it's different for everybody. Um, but so I did that and I petitioned, I was just like, what does this look like? So it took like maybe like a couple of days because I'm like thinking about it. And then I prayed and I went to the most high and I'm like, what does this look like for me? And what he gave me was like, just like the foundation of a house. And I'm pretty sure people will see it, but it was like, it's important for us to have a safety plan. And like you said, some people think it's a white people thing, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's important for us to know if there's a fire in our house, which exits to take. If there's a flood, how am I going to get out? Especially when you got children. You have right. to know these things. You have to know right. the floor plan of your house. You have to know the escape routes, how many windows you have. You know, you don't want to be caught in a fire. And you're like, well, what do we do? How are we going to get out of here? You got to escape. You got to leave or you're going to die. It's just that simple. So um, I believe that when Most High gave it to me, he's like, the enemy would want nothing more for you than to stay in these rooms. And I always provide a way of escape. There's a window, there's a door. Which way are you going to take? But you're going to get out. You just got to take yeah. it. That involves you moving and getting yourself out of harm's way. And so I was so excited for her because i know we know what it's like to feel shame think about that thing in your life those who are listening that makes you feel deep shame um you mm -hmm. could be over it but think about when you weren't over it how scary it feels how unclean it feels how mm -hmm. it makes you feel like you're not right with the most high when mm -hmm. that's one of your most important relationships now i'm talking mm -hmm. now i'm talking to people who really love the most high right like that mm -hmm. show everything and I don't feel like I'm right with you. I know mm. you've forgiven me. I know that you said that it's in the sea and you forgot mm. about it. But I keep bringing it up. We know what that shame feels like. These things that we've done to ourselves, usually to ourselves the most. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that hurt. I did this. To, I let this person or this thing. I did this to myself. Mm -hmm. Or I did that to somebody else. Mm -hmm. I did that to them. That shame, that deep regret, which is actually a very good sign of repentance mm -hmm. that we feel and we can't shake it. What is that thing for you listening? I can't shake this thing. I, I know the Most High says he forgives me, but I can't. And that's where we found Loretta at in what, three sessions ago. She mm -hmm. was really stuck there. Um, her countenance started to drop a little bit. And like she said, I need the camera on. Even if my camera is off, sometimes my camera is not usually off. But when I was in well and I was coming back from that medical emergency, I had my camera off for one session. But I'm like, yours need to be on. Some people have a problem with that. Like, why yours don't be? Listen now. Who do what? You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> listen to me. And she's so submissive to the process. She just listens. She's like, I trust you, Zara. I trust mm -hmm. you because I know that you trust the most high. So yes. she's listening and she's present, but she's stuck in that I feel it. I see it on her. It's not clear to the natural eye, but it's on her. And I'm like, you're not doing well. This is, we can't even set these targets we have coming up because something is stopping you. And it was because she was so 
shamed by some of the things that she did. So one of the assignments that I had her do before we show you her visual was she had to write down every act that she did sexual and read it to me because in in just exposing it the enemy loses his power he has because yes. now it's exposed so talk mm -hmm. about that and then we'll show your visual of what you did what was that like to have to write it down first of all and then mm -hmm. give it voice to me and tell me these things that were very embarrassing it was um it was difficult at first because like um me and you discussed like my husband was the only person who knew the, these things and like i carried this with me for so long like oh i did these things and it was so much regret that i had you know like um paul says in scripture you know when he thinks about the things that he did in his youth like he he beats his flesh like he hits his thigh and i would frequently do that like why did i do that like what was i thinking you know had i known now you know what i knew then it'll be so different you know but you know hindsight they say it's 2020 um and you know when you know better you do better but i had to write this list out and in writing this list i was like oh my goodness like writing the list of the sexual acts that was performed and the things that I've done, I really like, even though I repented so many times, I said, Father, I am so sorry. And I said to myself, what was I thinking? But then I'm like, I'm, I gotta read this to someone who like, other than you know my husband that knows this, I felt like the enemy was still like trying to tell me to be ashamed and to leave things out. And I'm like, no, I can't leave things out because if I leave something out, then that's gonna be something that you can use to say, you didn't say this or you didn't say that. See, it's still bothering you. I said, I have to put everything in there. And it was very de detailed. Um, so it was, it was, it, it was a little scary at first, but I knew that giving voice to it and speaking it out would eliminate the voice of the enemy, would eliminate his tactics, would eliminate the shame that he tried to, to put on me. And so now it's just like, who wants to talk about it? We can talk about it. You know what I mean? What, what can you do? You can't silence me. Yes, I've done it. Like, like you said, we've all done it. You know what I mean? And you know, it's not something that we glory in. It's something to give to somebody else whether it be the younger generation or another younger woman or another woman to say, listen, you know, no sin has befall, befell you that, you know, you can't overcome. Our Messiah was tempted. You know what I mean? And he overcame it. And so there's another thing that you said really quick. I would repent and repent and repent, but I would not accept the most high's forgiveness. And I really had to think and you said, do you consider that that could be considered self-righteousness because he's giving you forgiveness, but you won't take it because it's like, well, no, this is what I did. And it's so bad. And he's like, listen, I love you. I've forgiven you for it. It's okay. You know? And so I have to check myself with the self-righteousness. And once again, humble myself because who am I? You know what I mean? His, his forgiveness is what we need. Is what we desire, and so it was. It was. It was scary at first, but once you give voice to the thing that the enemy tries to keep you in bondage with, it's you know, it's out now. What can you do? What can you use against me? 
first of all, let me tell y'all who y'all talking to right now, okay? Because when we, this was three sessions ago, and it was like, mm, I mean, okay, like, I'm going to do it out of respect for you in this process. Uh huh. But, and now you're like, what? Let's talk about it. What? Like, what the confidence, <laughs> the authority. And that's what I mean when we talked Pretty about shy. when we hit that bump. I'm like, nah, see, you're not about to walk out of here, out of this process, and something still controls you mm-hmm. to the point where you are shamed into silence again. Like, mm-hmm. we got to get every single thing out that mm-hmm. he could possibly use so that you can arm yourself with it now. Like mm-hmm. you've been using it against me. The most high is going to use it for my good. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so it yes. can't be used against you anymore. So all of this, I mean, you're like, yeah, what? <laughs> like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that I'm so, y'all, I'm just, I'm so proud of her. So let's look at, um, again, we're back to the safety plan. So I gave her five things to do. One of the things we just talked about was the list. And then she, she had to, share with me in detail what those things were um and then a second of the five things was this plan here that i'm going to add and um now i'm not gonna she... draw i don't draw best and my handwriting's a little <laughs> scratchy so y'all just you know <laughs> pardon me so, <laughs> walk us through the again the assignment and real quick let me just take this take this down real quick real quick um when I give the pathway that I have for the 17 weeks, I know what homework is going to be. At least one to two of the assignments are going to be every session. Everything else is strictly dependent on the most high to tell me what does this person need. And so that session, this wasn't something that was on the plan, right? But that's why anything that we do, don't you ever think that you can't be flexible to the most high, okay? Because in giving her this on top of what we already had, it it set her free to the point where she's talking to y'all just real bold right now about, <laughs> about in the closet, in the shame, in the mm. room, in the dirt about, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be listening to people in session and I'm in my head, okay, most high, what, what do they need? Show me what it is it. What do I add to this assignment? As the person is talking, I'm literally like depending so heavily on the most high to show me what do they need by the time this session is over that they need to bring back. Because again, faith without works is dead. You need to be doing something in between our sessions. You heard her talk about a routine. There's a routine that I give to each person that I'm working with, and they need to be hitting things six days out of the week from journaling to an emotional growth tracker to whatever their assignment is, whether it's something they're having to listening to. They have a fitness part of the routine where they need to be exercising at least 10 minutes of the day. They have um, affirmations that they need to repeat. So these are things daily, right? But on top of that, there's work. There's work. And I hope that this message is being communicated to you listening. This is not a, um, a lackadaisical process, whether you're working with me or not whoever it is, whatever it is in life, it's going to require you to work. You're not going to mm-hmm. be able to just lay there. It, it's not coming to you by laying down. It's it's work. And so um, one of the five assignments that I gave her, this creative visual that she had, again, was the safety plan, but it had to speak to her shame. And um, like she said, she don't draw, but it wasn't <laughs> about that. It's not about 
her artistic ability. It was about the spiritual message in between mm. what she drew. So I want you to walk us through it and um, tell us what these things mean and what you want people to take away from your experience with this activity. Definitely. So um, I, like I said, I petitioned the most high and you know, I said, what does this look like for me? And what I got back, you know, through his Ruach, he said, well, he likes to try to put you in different rooms. The enemy does. Right. And I'm like, okay. So, um, the feeling of loneliness. So sometimes I feel alone. I feel alone because of some of the things that I went through in my childhood. Um, rejection, the fear of rejection, the fear of not being loved. Um, um, not feeling protected when I was younger, you know what I mean? Feeling a fear, the feeling of um, uh, shame and being a feeling ashamed. And so I'm like, wow, like these are all the things that like when the negative thoughts come, these things constantly, like they flood me, right? And so what he gave me was, this is a safety plan for a flood. When the enemy comes in like a flood, Yah says, I will lift the standard against him. He will always lift the standard and we have to trust that. And so I'm like, okay, feeling alone. That's one room, right? That he puts me in. And as a scripture, he started giving me the scriptures and fear not for I'm with you. Um, be not dismayed for I am your L. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's Isaiah 41 and 10. And so there's a window and there's a way out. There's a door that leads to the final exit at the bottom. So you have a primary way of escape and you have a secondary way of escape. He said, I will always, always give you a way of escape. Always. So there's more than one way that you can escape. Like I said, you just, you just have to take the way. <laughs> you just have to, you have to take it. Um, the feeling of rejection, um, you know, from people and just it just that plagued me so much like that was something that i struggled with um so much and so you know the scripture is jeremiah 31 and 3 and you can't probably can't really read it so i'll read it to you it says yah appeared to him from far away i have loved you with an everlasting love therefore i will continue with my faithfulness that means you know i love you I, whatever, but your validation doesn't come from me. It comes from me. You know what I mean? And I would want people to validate me and I would want people to, I, want, I would want to feel validated by others. And it's just like, no, their validation means nothing. You know, um, not feeling protected. You know, I could take the window. I can take the door to get out of these things. And so the enemy would want nothing more but to keep you in these areas in these in this 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 these rooms of shame and and feelings of guilt and, and frustration and so one of the the biggest room was shame for me mm -hmm. and once again the things that i have done in my past and i'm here to let anyone know that you go to the most high and you repent with earnest repentance you are forgiven you have to turn you can't continue on in it but, you know, um, I've done things I've, you know, given my body up. And that is something that really just bothered me. Uh, her internet, it skips a little, y'all. You know, so our bodies are our temples. Yeah. And 
<laughs> Sorry, y'all. And we're supposed to be the righteousness of the Most High. And so, you know, I would walk around feeling ashamed, you know, um, about the things that I've done. I would hear people say things. I'm like, oh God, how can they share that? You know, and to me, it's just like, no, you share. The Most High was like, no, you share it too. You share it too. Because you know what he says? He said, he will have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all of our sins into the depths of the sea. Once we repent and we accept his forgiveness and we repent in turn. Um, and so that's another rule, you know, that's another way of escape. Just having these scriptures and <clears throat> the same scripture that Zarb um, stated, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, he will always provide a way of escape. We just got to trust his faithfulness. And so the little tower over there is when you have an escape plan, a lot of the times you have to have a place like a meeting ground for you to meet with your family or for you to meet, you know, with your loved ones. And so people know where you are. So um, all of these lead out of the door and you have windows that you can jump out to, but the safe place is Yah. That's the meeting, that's the strong tower, right? And so the scripture that came to me, he told me, he said, seek higher ground. And the scripture is, hear my cry, O Yah, and tend to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. When you in a flood, you trying to get higher. You know what I mean? You ain't trying to stay on level ground. You want to get higher because the flood can overtake you. But we know that he lifts the standard. And um, it says, for you have been a shelter from me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. It's I will. I will trust in the shelter of your wings, Selah. And that's Psalm 61, one through four. And so, you know, this may look different for everyone. You know, some people may be in distress. They may be struggling with stress or depression or whatever it may be, but have an escape. And also, I think the, the, the thing that, you know, Zara told me to do, she's like, put it up, put it up. And I had a situation last week where, um, I got some information and I felt afraid. I went and I looked at my safety plan and I read through the scripture, um, Psalms 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you know, I will not fear for Yah's with me. And it began to calm me. You know what I mean? It calmed me. I'm like, you know what? You know, uh, Hasatan is a liar. He, there's no truth in him. I will not fall into these negative thinking patterns. And, you know, it may look different from, from person to person, but hang it up. And the best way to, um, to I guess, you know, see your safety plan is to practice it. You have to practice it. You can't, you know, it has to be something visual for you to see. I remember when we were in school, in the public school system, they would have those tornado drills where they have you go in the hallway. So, like, you know, you put your head between your legs. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, they would have you do that, but that was their way of trying to prepare you just in case something happened. So you have to make sure that you are practicing it. You have to make sure that you're applying it in application. So when a flood comes, because the word says they will come, you know what to do. You know what to do. So um, I just, I pray that, you know, that somebody takes away, you know, takes something away from this and that it's a blessing. Um but develop a safety plan for yourself, whatever it may be, because like I said, it looks different from person to person. But, you know, and have it, put it up, put it up so that you can see it mm -hmm. visually. And so um, I think the main takeaway for us with 
seeing your safety plan here is that there is always a way of escape always yes. you know we can always. never say i don't have no way out of this it is not that we don't have a way out of it it's that maybe we don't understand from the most high what the exit strategy is and mm -hmm. sometimes that takes time you know what i mean but even right now thinking about the problem that you're facing or the issue that you feel trapped in or whatever that experience may be for you right now who's listening there is a way of escape the first thing we have to believe and adopt and understand is in our mind accepting there is always a way of escape if you don't believe that you're not going to see the way out you have to mm -hmm. first accept there is always a way out of this i do not mm -hmm. have to accept this shame i do not have to accept this guilt I do not have to accept the uh, condition the enemy has assigned to my life. Oh, I don't yeah. have to accept that. You don't have to accept that. There is a way out of this. Some people um, often ask me, well, what about if it's your marriage? There is a way out of it. I was in a bad marriage in the beginning of our marriage. Our marriage was not okay. Like my husband will tell you, we made a lot of wrong decisions. We got pregnant out of wedlock. You know, we didn't have family at our, our wedding, so we canceled the wedding and went to the justice of the peace. We lost jobs. We, lo I mean, it was just so much generational curses and um, strongholds to break through, okay? And the Most High brought us through it. So you could still be in a marriage and have a way out of that situation that doesn't doesn't always have to end up in divorce. Sometimes it does, you know? And I'm not gonna speak against people that do that because for some people, some people believe um, the most high would rather you stay married and abused because mm -hmm. he loves marriage so much. So just mm -hmm. stay, but that is not marriage. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. for some people, the healthier soul saving decision would be to get a divorce if this person is just that toxic and unrepentant in a reprobate state. I, you know, mm -hmm. I, I know people disagree with that, but I am for self-care and for the, the choice that's healthier for you. Of course, give people time to prove whether they can change before you just cut stuff off. But look, some people got to go and that's just what it is. Mm -hmm. um, but the main takeaway is that in any circumstance, there is always, 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 always a way out. And the last thing I want to leave y'all with, because we've been on here way longer than we planned, <laughs> is James 2.14. And it says, what is the benefit, my fellow believers, if someone claims to have faith but has no good works as evidence? Can that kind of faith save him? No. A mere claim of faith is not sufficient. Genuine faith produces good works. And I dedicate that scripture to Loretta today because what benefit, my fellow believer, if someone claims to have faith but no good works as evidence, you have mm. had so much evidence of all your hard Preacher. work and you're almost, you're almost done. And my boot camp is not easy, y'all. I'm just going to let you know right now. It requires, <laughs> it requires a lot of energy and commitment, and it's an intense commitment to the point where some people got to go during this time. And if you hang with me, you'll realize, dang, I'm glad they kind of let them go. You know, you'll see, you won't see it 
when you're in it, but you'll see it if you listen and you and you go, you know, throughout the process. So I dedicate that scripture to you. Also Thank want you. everyone Praise listening you. to understand there is no evidence, no better evidence of your faith than some good work that you're doing to glorify yes. the most high. And one of the best works you can do is helping the most high with your own healing. Help him. Don't Help get away him. of him. Don't sabotage yourself. Don't ask him for something and then get in the way or fall for these, these distractions and temptations. Work mm -hmm. with him for your own healing. That is such a good work you can do for yourself. So yes. with all that, that's the main takeaway. I'm going to read some comments in a minute, but um, thinking about the experience of the coaching process up to this point, what would you say is the most life-changing thing you've experienced? I know you're not done yet, because when you're done, you really got a testimony. And they will <laughs> talk about that. But um, being more than halfway done, what would you say, like, this is the most life-changing thing for me right now? Oh, man. Um, just the ability to um, change my mindset. I mean, it's it's so many different things, but one thing that pops in my mind is how I see things. Um, there's an activity that we do that that we did, and you called us to well called me to put um, things under subjection and make the word obey the word of the Most High. And so, there's times where we have these negative thoughts that come in. And so you would have us, well, have me, I keep saying us because you, know, you coach more, more than one person, but you would have your, you know, would have me, you know, stand in front of the mirror and reject the things that were not true. And when I tell you, it's like, it's a process that now throughout the day, a thought will pop in. I'm like, where'd that come from? No, cancel, you know, and I would bring it under subjection and I would um, go to the word of the most high. You know what I mean? Like I said, you know, there was the other last, just last week, I had a moment where, it, you know, the, something popped in my mind. And I'm like, that didn't come from the most, uh, from the most high. That came from the enemy. It's, it was an unusual sound. And I said immediately, okay, I'm the righteousness of, of Yah. Like, and then it just went away. It, 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 it just went away. So just changing my mindset and feeling more confident and more sure in my ability to walk and uprightness is something that is so profound and just being free from rejection and fear and loneliness and shame. And like, I just want to tell anyone who feels shame that you don't have to feel shame anymore. You don't have to feel ashamed for the things that you've done. You know, you have to repent. Yes. Go to the most high in turn, but don't allow the enemy to keep you in shame because that keeps you stifled and you can't grow that way. And the most high loves you with an everlasting love. And he cares for you. She'll be back in, in two seconds, y'all. And he wants what's, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm okay. so sorry. Um, whoever is listening, just be assured that the Most High loves you. And there's nothing, nothing, you know, that you can do to separate him from, you know, from his love. You can't separate from his love. He loves you. Of course you have to repent, but, you know, um, just keep that in mind. But that's one of the things, like just not walking in shame anymore. It's so many things throughout this process. And one thing I want to say to Zara, um, you know, I thank you for not, for not being one to mistreat this process and not misuse it. 
and you know you really take this seriously which shows that you are trustworthy you know what I mean of the things of the most high and so I'm really appreciative and I'm thankful for it because like you know there's so many people who take this and they take a they could take advantage of other people and their emotions and you know spiritual abuse is real that's something that we talk about in the sessions and I just I praise the most high for you because you take this seriously and you do things in excellency for the most high, y'all. She doesn't excellency. Everything is just thought out. It's, it's, you know, with him in mind, she doesn't move before he tells her to move. It's just, it's beautiful. And it's a, it's a process that is clearly ordained by him. And so, um, this is, it's, 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 I encourage everyone if, you know, if you do need coaching and if, if it's, if it's led by the most high that you need healing, then, you know, and obviously it has to be an agreement, but this is something, get it, get the healing that you need so that you can be free and move forward with life. Yeah. I, um, I'm so excited to have met you. I'm so thankful that the most high cross our path. You are Thank as you. much of a blessing as you think I am to you. You are a blessing to me because to partner up with somebody to meet these challenges in their life um, is a sacred job to me. It is. I know that it's something the Most High has called me to do and it's very important to me and I do not play with it. And it's so heartbreaking when um, I do that and it doesn't work, work, yeah. because the person doesn't do the work. It's yeah. so heartbreaking. So to work with someone who takes it so diligently, so diligently, you don't understand, it's a blessing. It's like, I don't feel consumed by our sessions. I feel so invigorated. I'm so excited because I know next mm -hmm. week when she come back, she gonna hit that assignment. She gonna do it. We gonna, we launched, you're so committed to the process. And um, I'm thankful for you trusting me. I'm thankful for you seeing the most high at hand and, and working in this more than me, because that is who's going to be with you when we're done. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I'm yeah. so grateful for you. I'm so proud of you. Um, we might have to bring you yeah. back um, and tell everybody this huge thing. You got to do this mountain. You got to climb. Mm -hmm. But you started off being so afraid to climb this new mountain that we have before us. Mm -hmm. And now today, you, in our session today, you were like, I saw the little light in your eye. Like, I think I could do this. And at mm -hmm. first, when I first showed her our, our goal sheet, she was like a deer in headlights. Like, <laughs> wait, hold up, Zara. You asked me too much. Girl. But if I don't you higher... What do you walk away? Like when you walk away from this yes. process, I want this to be something you'll never, ever forget. Like you'll yes. never forget. And I want you to be able to say the most high was there. He showed yes. up there in that process with us. I want you to be able to say that. And I think that you're, um, you're able to, because you've been so diligent. So I'm so thankful for that. Let's look at some comments. And if you want to um, you. respond, you can too. Cause I see people like really cheering you on in here. Um, <clears throat> Shante Jones says, I am excited. I hope you're still hey, excited, yeah. Shante Jones, having hey, heard yeah, this. Shante. Courtney Teller says, wow, what a praise report for our dear sister. First time meeting Aww. you, Loretta. So happy for you all. Hey, Shante. Thank you, Courtney. Courtney. 
Um, oh, I saw this. Fantasia Powell said, that's good. I'm happy for y'all. This is what about your mom when you was talking about your mom. Praise Kiara Brand, she says, wow, this is incredible. What a blessing. Thanks for having the courage to share your testimony. Kiara, you're going to make me tear up. I got your, I got what you sent virtually. It brought tears yeah. to my eyes, literally. I don't want to put you on blast because I don't know if you want people to know, but I did get that. And that was so touching. Thank you <laughs> so, so much for that, Kiara. This is outside of this live, but I, I got <laughs> it. And thank you so much. Um, Ariel S says, pulling down strongholds. Definitely. Yes. Hallelujah. Um, Kosher says, Shalom, sisters. Wow, this is much needed. Peace and blessings. Yeah. Ariel says, that's so brave of both of you. Ooh, y'all got so many comments. And I don't know if Loretta has to go because we weren't supposed to be on here this long. So, <laughs> ooh. We will look at the comments outside of this live because I don't want to hold her any longer. Um, but I just want to thank you for your time. I don't know what I was thinking that we was going to do this in 30 minutes because every time we start talking, <laughs> the spirit of the most high it bubbles up. You get so excited. You got so much to say. Um, thank you so much for that. And um, I guess any last words before we go and then I'll let you go. No, just, you know, like I said, just take the way of escape. Um, if when the most high gives it, take it. It's it's available. And thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me to share my testimony and use my voice. Because I was like so afraid before, but now, you know, what can what can the enemy do to me? What can he do? Nothing. So thank you so much. So much. You are appreciated. You thank are a gem. Thank you so much. Thank Truly. you so much. I appreciate that. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. And I don't know when I'm going live again. Check the YouTube. Make sure you subscribe <laughs> to my email list. We'll see y'all next time. Peace, y'all. Peace, y'all.